And welcome back to the Sports Lounge Experience with Tyler and TJ. I'm Tyler. Yo, I'm TJ. What's happening? Yeah, nothing much, man. And, uh, good, good to be back in the yes, studio yes, for uh, yes. fourth podcast. Pretty excited. I know. Episode number four. Yep. A lot went on this week in sports, too. <laughs> I know. Big we're, week in sports. And we're approaching uh, over 100 listens. Yep. That's that's killer. We appreciate the audience. I, I'm just glad to be back. A three-hour ride here, but hey, we're here. Yep, yep. I know we said we were going to... Uh, record yesterday and get it out either last night or today but uh with with tj working you know all the way in delaware you know sometimes it doesn't always work out the way we plan but hey we, you know we appreciate him driving that long in here and being yeah, able to man, we're ready today. no I, I was excited when when you have sports back um man i'm just my my palms are clammy i'm just itching at the bit to get on the mic and get chatting about the sports man so I, i'm excited yeah, definitely an what, exciting week what went on with your uh your work week today anything anything good oh no nothing nothing really special uh, just kind of usual tattoo healing up yep tattoo tattoo again if you guys want a reminder smack him if you see him in the streets right right for him <laughs> uh, but hey with with that in mind i i think it's a perfect time to, to get into our favorite segue here oh yeah absolutely Step how about the uh what, what, do you, what do you got over there i got a got a good old bush light good old reliable good old bush light um uh, and i'm rolling with ah bush light as well Ironic how that worked out. Yeah, <laughs> Shout out again to Anheuser. Um, so the segment that we all know and love, is, is it time for the community crack? It is, in fact, in time for that. Oh, man. I, I need to stretch for this one real quick. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Whew. We don't like the five countdown. We like the three, correct? The three countdown. It's, it's, it's crucial to get your finger promptly underneath. Absolutely. I'm ready on three, two, and one. Does any beer crack like a bush light? I don't opinion? think so. No. It's like pop rocks. I'm going to take a good quality control sip here. And it's good. And no surprise there. Sweet. <laughs> so, man, let's let's get into the docket today. Let's give a little rundown of what we got going on, and, and let's rock and roll. So, obviously, it's <clears throat> a big week this week with the return of baseball, uh, opening weekend. I got some... We we just we're, we're not really gonna go through each team, each game and the score of each game, but yeah, we're gonna go lot. through the series, uh, the series scores. So pretty much kind of the standings, uh, what teams are what are sitting at right now, and uh, just a couple highlighted players. Uh, I thought had a good weekend. <clears throat> so we're gonna start with the Nats and Yankees because they opened up the weekend. Uh, the Yankees won that series two to one. Uh, then the Dodgers and Giants tied at two and two. The Red Sox and Orioles. The Orioles opened up with a two and one. Uh, series crazy there i know i look good two solid two games the first game was bad it was yeah, really this, bad but yeah this shortened season is gonna i definitely think put some bumps on the road for a couple teams so oh, for sure uh the a's and the angels uh the a's took that one three to one the twins and white Sox. the twins took that one three to one or two to one the cardinals and pirates the cardinals took that one two to one the marlins and phillies the marlins won the series two to one the Royals and Indians. The Indians won two to one. The Tigers and Reds. The Tigers, surprisingly, another one won two to one. <laughs> uh, the Blue Jays and Rays. The Rays won the series two to one. The Cubs and Brewers. The Cubs won two to one. Uh, the Rockies and Rangers. The Rain uh, Rockies won two to one. Uh, the Mariners and Astros. The Astros won that series three to one. Uh, the Padres and Diamondbacks. The Padres won that series three to one. And the Braves and Mets. And the Braves won that series two to one. Uh, my first standout this week was Giancarlo Stanton. He had a home run in the first game. Had a double. Had a couple RBIs. 
Uh, second game wasn't quite as active, but you know, still putting good wood on the ball. And then the third game, my guy opened up with a 40, 483 foot home run, which left the park at 121 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, my second stand out of the weekend, uh, mainly just cause he was, didn't really play last year. Hasn't played in a, in a while, kind of getting back into it. Yoenis Cespedes for the Mets, mm-hmm. uh, their first game, he hit a bomb, uh, and they ended up winning that game one to nothing. It was the only game they won of the series, but yeah, good to have him back too. He's good, good and exciting player for baseball. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, <clears throat> was there any series that shocked you or which series shocked you the most in terms of outcome for the first series back? <laughs> Honestly, th- there's two, I'd say the Tigers and, and Reds and, and the Orioles and Red Sox. Honestly, that one, that the, the Orioles and Red Sox got I me. And obviously we're, we're from Maryland and yeah. uh, we're uh, Orioles fans. If you know, if you want to say that and they, uh, the, I'm telling you the second two games after that first game, it looked pretty complete. Yeah. I'm Anthony Santander really stood out to me. He hit the ball. Well, had a couple home runs, a couple doubles. You know, he, he looks, he looks, you know, yeah. as promised. And, and, and that's always been a thing with the Orioles. I think it's, if you can maintain small ball, they've always been a team of, power hitters yeah. or well or, since the buck era yeah buck brought that in so so hopefully they can continue to play that small ball field and maybe steal a couple more i don't think that this is something's going to last i don't know if it's um if they're able to have that kind of longevity but again a shortened season yeah who knows catch lightning in a bottle and i might, agree might mess around and make a run at the thing and a team that i'm i'm like <clears throat> excited to, to keep an eye on kind of throughout this thing the San Diego Padres yeah. looked really good. Manny Machado was hitting the ball well. Uh, their pitching staff was pitching very well. They actually kept the Diamondbacks to be the last team to actually win a game so far this season. But yeah. they did. They pulled one off in the third game, and then the Pirates beat or the Padres. Oh, my, my apologies, uh, beat them again in the fourth game of the series. So, but the Padres look good, man. They look like a good good team. Team yeah. that I think could Machado's come up and good surprise for somebody. I agree. So, at, no, then it was just great. I think it was great having baseball back. Um, I still think it's cool seeing like the cutouts and the fans and the broadcasting yeah. from the booth is also, I think, kind of unique. But yep. hey, they, they do a good job. So, yeah, and that's that brings me to my, my next issue, too. Well, not issue, but my next segment kind of roll into that uh, Fox Sports or yeah. Fox uh, uh, put in like video game uh, fans <laughs> yeah. in the Cubs Brewers game to kind of show it off. They can, they were showing off, a, you know, yeah, it doesn't look real, but it's 2020, but they were putting different t-shirts on them. They can make them cheer or like kind of boo. It was kind of, it's kind of a cool, unique thing to see from a TV perspective to what they can, what they can bring to the, the table this year. Yeah. We're, they're, they're going to find a way. I think we've seen that. I think we've seen that we're going to find a way. And while we're talking about the fans thing, I thought that the, uh, the NBA had a cool little look where they were doing like the zoom call sort of plugins, which was cool. Kind of live audience members, everyone, reporting from their screen so overall man uh a good week in baseball glad to have it back and then rolling in uh to the next subject here mookie betts got paid paid back up the brink truck baby yep uh he signed a 12 year 365 million dollar contract that's crazy i believe it is the second biggest in baseball to mike trout yeah. So what's your thought on that contract? I mean, in particular, worth it, not worth it. Where do you stand? Mookie Betts is worth it. Yeah, for sure. Small ball guy who has pop in the bat because of his swing speed. Uh, I remember a couple years ago watching a home run derby and he talked about, uh, they asked him why he wasn't in it. Cause he was one of the leaders of, uh, in home runs up to that point that year. And he, he kind of laughed and told the, uh, the interviewer that he's not a power hitter, which is true. Now he's going to give you 30 home runs a year probably, but his, his power 
all generates from his swing speed and how quick he turns on the ball. And that's why he's hitting 30 home runs. But again, like I said, he's also a small ball guy who's going to get you steals, going to play great defense. You know, he's going to have the speed to leg out doubles, triples. You know, he's, he's, he's a pretty complete player. I would say. Yeah, I would agree. And his, like to your point, his ability to make contact is, has always been strong. I mean, career batting average right at 300. So, I mean, that's, very notable. Um, yeah, great hitter. Great hitter. <laughs> 471 uh, total RBIs. So I, I, I think the value's there. The, the reason I ask is I just want to see your opinion. I know that it, it just seems like everybody's getting paid right now, yeah. um, which is kind of crazy in the world of, of, of quarantine to see all the, the money flowing, but it's a good thing for sports. I'm just, again, I'm just happy. I'm just happy to have it back. It is. And I think that's another reason why you see so many people getting yeah. paid right now is because you just don't know when this thing's going to end and when we're going to get back to normal lock them up right so you yeah. might as well sign your contract make your money have yourself guaranteed and now he's he's going to be a dodger for as long as they want him there he, you know he wants to be there so yep. so that's and, perfect for him so back to the the him and mike trout i i i think or what it says here is uh they now combined both their salaries to 806.5 million dollars wow. the two largest contracts in mlb history that's crazy and they're both in la <laughs> that's hey good for the city of la man <laughs> LA's, mean, la's where the money's at yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're doing it so um look i if you told me you paid me to go play baseball there i, I wouldn't i well, wouldn't for sure <laughs> yeah beaches so. nice city sun yeah for sure uh, the Toronto Blue Jays, I know we discussed in the last podcast, they didn't really have a home yet. Um, uh, turns out they have made a deal. They will play a majority of their home games in Buffalo, which makes sense. It's close yeah. to Toronto. Uh, I think, I believe they're gonna be playing a minor league stadium, which again, it doesn't really matter. Mm-mm. There's no fans anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm just glad they got a home stadium finally and, uh, you get to watch some ball. Yeah. Yep. And I'm glad you see, yeah, like I said, last time I, you know, can't wait to see, can't wait to keep watching Vlad and, and Boba Shed and, and Craig B- or Kevin Biggio and you know them them young guys Lourdes Guriel that they got out there. I mean they're 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 futures man. They're studs. So you know, I'm glad they got a got a got a place to play. Uh, Justin Verlander uh, was reported to have an elbow injury that was going to keep him out for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he later on tweeted. I was watching the Mets and the Braves game on ESPN. Uh, he tweeted during the game that he only has a forearm strain and should only miss a couple of weeks. Their GM also tweeted and said he hopes that that's the case, that they don't have an official report yet. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be a huge loss for the Astros, especially uh-huh. losing Garrett Cole. Uh, now, granted, they have good pitchers. They got McCullough, uh, McCullers, uh, Granky still, mm-hmm. and they got a couple other guys down there that, you know, are capable of get doing the job, but I mean it's Justin Verlander. You're looking at a, a <laughs> Cy Young, player. right? A Cy Young, you know, candidate year in and year out. Where do you think that that injury got lost in translation? Like, how could one spectrum be a strain and the other one be, oh hey, I'm out for the season? Is, I mean, is he just I, hopeful? Yeah. <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I would. Again, I don't know too too much on it right now. Um, I'm just. Yeah. I would think again, yeah, he's hopeful, and I think he kind of. I mean, he's what thirty some, thirty eight years old, thirty six yeah, years old, something like that. He, I, you got to think he knows his body by now. He's been pitching long enough up here. Yeah, you know, he he kind of knows what he's doing. Uh, it's a shortened season too. I don't know if I'd rush into it. I know, and that's the thing for me that almost maybe leans on more to. Uh, it's just weird because it could be fifty fifty. You could say, hey, a shortened season. Why would you rush back? There's not much that you're playing for. 
or it's the whole, it's a shortened season. Hey man, can you put up with the pain? Can you play through it? And let's, let's compete. You know what I mean? So I it's, it's, it's a wishy, wishy-washy situation. And I think that, um, we're going to, because undoubtedly, unfortunately injuries and things will occur and it's going to be anxious to see how we proceed or I shouldn't say we, or how the MLB and the players proceed from them. So this is, uh, it, it's one of the more notable names in baseball. So this is a, a good way to see how it's going to, you know, unfold for probably the majority of the league. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Patrick Mahomes, man, this man just doesn't stop. <laughs> He's making waves, man. He is. Yeah. He came out today. Uh, he joined the Kansas city Royals ownership group. He is now a part owner of the Royals. Yeah. I mean, he's making that money work for him. So I, again, what the heck you, you might as well. I mean, yeah, dude, dude just gets paid. You know, he loves baseball, loves football. Like he's not going to own the chiefs, obviously. And you know, they got the hunts and I don't think they're going anywhere for a long time. So it makes sense. Jump in, jump in, invest your money where you want to. And that's can, clearly a sports franchise. Could you also be a part owner for the team of which you play? I just meant future like when, <laughs> when he retired. No. Yeah. But no, I don't think so. No. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I don't know. I well, mean, they might let Mahomes do it. They, you know, <laughs> we don't care. I mean, he's going to be the mayor of the city by the time it's all said and done. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not wrong about that. No, uh, again, you know, Hey, more power to him. The guy's great for the game. I've obviously had my hot takes on the, the whole subject, but Hey, I can't knock that. He's great. So, and then a little, little resume from Pat Mahomes before, before he even turned 25. Yeah. Let's hear it. He was a first round draft pick. Wow. He's an NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion, signed a $500 million contract, and is now the part owner of the Kansas City Royals, all before turning 25 years old. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm going to mount to that by the time I turn 25. I got it. Well, you got like a month. I've been 25 <laughs> for a couple have, months now. Yeah, so. I have uh, <laughs> one month um, to get to it. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But no, uh, that's a crazy list. I'm hoping that Lamar's list is uh something longer than that i don't really care if he buys into the orioles or not but um it'd be interesting to see for him what do you uh what do you got next for us man uh we're gonna talk about the nba uh the bubble um so first the return date and the we're just going to talk about the first two games uh the night of the return so the return date is july 30th uh, you have the Jazz Pelicans at 6.30 on TNT and the Lakers and Clippers at 9 o'clock on TNT. TNT. Those are two good opening games. I'm excited. For sure, for sure. I mean, Rudy Gobert's back. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's back. Yep. So, you know, their, their team's cleared of COVID. Zion's so that's a back good in thing. the bubble. Uh, Zion is back in the bubble. Uh, he's quarantining for however long they said he has to. I was like... He should be good by the 30th. Yeah, I thought it was like four days. So it was right before the 30th. He should be back to, to be honest. I don't, I'm not surprised by looking up their sentence um, for him. What are you telling me <laughs> <laughs> for starters? If, if, if you guys are wondering, this is, I, I have him trying to do like sign language across the table. I'm, I suck at lip reading. You can just ask me, we're missing intern Garrett. Intern Garrett popped the PTO bug on us like last minute. Somewhere Bear, the pod dog, is around here. He made a, a, a hell of an entrance last week. I don't know where he's at. Um, we started the show by, I don't know if you guys heard, he's squeaking around his basketball, um, constantly telling me to check up. I don't know what it's for, um, <laughs> but I, I might dunk on him. I, I don't know. Tyler, you tell me to look at something. I don't know what it is. I, I'm just skipping you. I, I, I'm just skipping you. Sounds good. <laughs> so uh, we, don't, we don't have time for that. <laughs> 
back to back on track here. <laughs> so the NBA again, uh, Lou Williams has to quarantine for ten days because he left the bubble. First, it came out that he was at a gentleman's club. Then it just came out that he went to a club. Uh, got some information yesterday that he actually attended a friend's f- funeral. Uh huh. Or a family funeral. Somebody, somebody he knew died. He went to a funeral, and then afterwards he stopped at his favorite restaurant to get food. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, and everybody's coming down on him, and everybody's this and that, and I get it. They set the precedence when you step I out agree. the bubble to order food from DoorDash, or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Um, I think the only way to go about it is even those who get those approved absences. In which case, you know, Zion went about it. He mm-hmm. got his approval to leave, and he and did his quarantine he when got, he got back. So he I got mean, he got Lou Williams got a, a uh, an okay to go ahead to the funeral. Right. He didn't get the okay to stop by his favorite it, restaurant exactly. and get food. Now everyone was saying, you know, well, you you know, you don't think every every player down there doesn't have a favorite restaurant to go to in Florida or wherever you're at or whatever. And, 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 you know, I, I get behind that. I agree. But I mean, if you're out and you got okay to be out and you have to be quarantined when you come back anyway, I mean, was it dumb? Probably. Sure. But look, I mean, do you fault him? He was already no, out. No, no, he was no. already got to get tested when he got back. <laughs> I think he was already going to have to be on a look, quarantine. Everyone's just setting the precedence. Hey, if you say you're going out for this purpose, that is why you're going out. No offense or buts. Now I don't, I mean, what does that mean? You don't eat while you're out. You know what I mean? So I don't get that part of it, mm-hmm. but that's not for us to get. Right. They, they set the rules. That's what they are. Do the crime. You do the time, baby. Yeah. They said that he could have got the curbside pickup or the catering or whatever. And that's approved. And that would have been okay, but he was not allowed to go to the restaurant to eat the food. Well, hey, you know what? So be it. Ben Simmons uh, came out and reported he worked with a sports psychologist to get more comfortable shooting threes in the game. Yeah, about time, I would say. I agree. Uh, it's definitely hard having a point guard who cannot shoot a f- basketball. I mean... Well, it's maybe not... It's not even almost that he cannot shoot. It's just, again, that he's reluctant to shoot, which... It's in his head. Yeah. For sure. So, hey, again, he's phenomenal for the game of basketball. It would be hellacious for opposing teams if he got a shot down. I mean, that's almost like the same thing about Giannis extending his range. That's a scary thought for the NBA. I agree. So uh, I, I hope it all works out. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. I'd like to see him at least start taking threes. You know, nobody's yeah, knocking him for shooting. Makes them, yeah. Right. They, yeah. You know, you just want to see him give an effort. He's got to, he's got to, you got to fool the defense a little bit. Yeah. If they think you're going to drive every time, they're going to sag off. They're going to let you shoot because uh-huh. now it's in your head. They know it's in your head. So you definitely, you got to start taking. It him makes and, you one way player. Mm-hmm, easier to sure. defend. So now right after that, he did come out in one of the scrimmage games the other night and knock down a corner three. So that was a good, positive thing to see. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm happy Strides for in the right direction. Yep. Looking forward to their season opener as well. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, somebody came out and called him yesterday the defensive player of the year because they said he locks down Giannis as well as Kawhi did last year. Um, I'm, I'm mixed on that. I mean, I, I am too. He's a good, he's a good defender. Yeah, nah. No one's the claw. No, no I'm just right. skipping that. I, I ain't would. even giving that justice, so yeah. I'm out of that topic. So Kyle Kuzma had himself quite a game in the uh, scrimmage games the other day. Yeah, he, he kind of went off a little bit. Although uh, his air ball, <laughs> he dropped. I don't even remember who was guarding him, but he dropped him and then proceeded to air ball the three. Um, I guess he just couldn't finish. I don't know. Well, he did have 25 points. He was 10 for 13 shooting and 5 for 7 at three-point range. Now, how big of an impact do you see that being for the Lakers in, the, in, the, in the, their run here for the, the title? 
sustainability has always been my thing with Kuzma. I think that he's got all the talent in the world. I've always said hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I hope that he's putting in the hard work to continue to be more of an effective player. I mean, he had the opportunity to learn from the greatest of all time, in my opinion, Kobe Bryant, or one of the greatest of all time in Kobe, um, to get that mentality, to put in that work ethic. So let's see if he can take some of the tricks and things that he learned out of Kobe's bag and, and, and put them on the hardwood. That's all I can get ask for. So, I, I agree. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what, what, what's going on now? Guys, Baron Todd just chewing a table back here. <laughs> this is so so so. This is this is the the segue for you guys. You guys need to understand that um, intern Garrett has multiple responsibilities. Responsibility number one, and and the priority is bringing Tyler and I ice cold beer during the podcast. Responsibility number two is fact checking, pulling up stats, um, and making sure that we're aware. And number three is literally making sure the pod dog bear does not run a muck and chew the very table of which we work on to pieces. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to maintain this little guy. He runs around with the squeaky ball and, and I, I just don't know what he's got going on. <laughs> Back on topic again. <laughs> again, uh, but bear. I know distracting. He is. You're lucky. You're so cute, brother. So the, uh, <laughs> jo- um, we got David Jacoby from ESPN had a little hot take yesterday on the uh, Miami Heat. He said, "I'm saying it right now. If the Heat and the Bucks match up in the second round, I'm picking the Heat, and he's picking the Heat to be in the Eastern Conference Finals." Um, what's your take on that? I don't agree yet. I think yeah. they're a good team. I think they're a solid team. Uh, I like Duncan Robinson. I like Tyler Hero. I like Jimmy Butler. Uh, yeah. Bam out of Bayou. Bam out of Bayou. It's look. I think that I, even Jay Crowder. Look, I would go as far as saying that the Miami Heat are probably a more complete team. I just don't think you're like Giannis has just got that like LeBron effect at this point where he just takes over a, a basketball game. And and the question is is can the team can Miami Heat keep up with the Bucks? Yes. I think the real thing is. Is there a player on that team that's going to take over the game and keep up with Giannis is the question. No. No, I don't think so. I think Jimmy Butler could hang with him a little bit, but I think, you know, eventually I think Giannis would just wear him down. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that Jimmy Butler provides an all-around threat like Giannis does. Giannis is going to be on the glass. He's going to drive. Now he's extended his range a little bit so he can shoot. He's working with his back to the hoop, off the dribble. Um, Jimmy Butler's a scoring threat. Yes. And defense. And defense. He's a good defense yeah. player. But again, he ain't defending Giannis. Right. Nobody is. So, no. and, and I think that's where it lies. Except for Kawhi. Yes. And, well, that's that. So, now I, do you think that that's possible? You think that you said no, right? No. Yeah. My, my prediction still, I'll repeat, Lakers, Bucks, NBA Finals. I've changed mine a little bit. Really? Yeah, I was going Clippers, Clippers, Raptors. And as much as I like the Raptors, I think I'm going to switch my Eastern Conference team to the Celtics. Really? Yeah, I think the Celtics, are, I think they're a lot better than I thought they were originally. Becoming a believer. I am. I could see Clippers, Celtics finals with the Clippers you, winning. You still don't think that the Lakers I, have a chance? No, no, no. To beat the Clippers? No. I just, at the end of it, I'm going to take the Clippers over the Lakers. Now, granted, you get some nights like you get from Kuzma. Or you get some nights that you got from Jr. and Dion the other night. Yeah, 
Ain't no telling how far that team could go. That team's easily a championship team with some help. Yeah. But if it comes down and they start choking and it's just LeBron and AD, I the Clippers are going to give them hell. I'd agree. And, and I, can, I, I can agree with that. And I would say, again, to the point, this, this is my point, um, you know, LeBron, it, it's just he can take over a game. And, and the same thing that I said about, you know, the Miami Heat being a more complete team, the Clippers are a more complete team. Agreed. Than the Lakers. But... Again, the LeBron James. Yeah. yeah, the LeBron James effect. It's it's LeBron. I just you don't bet against the king, man. I do agree, and like I said, I, you know it would be cool. It would, be, it would definitely be cool in a year of quarantine to get a Clippers. Or, I mean, a Lakers Celtics finals. That would be cool. It would be. That would be in the nostalgic. bubble. Yeah, it would be nostalgic for sure. And, and the big thing with the, the Lakers is every Laker, you know, their goal is to beat the Celtics in the finals because uh-huh. they hung over Kobe for a long time. Yeah. And then they got that matchup in 08 where the Celtics took it. And the big knock on Kobe was, yeah, he's won four, but never beat the Celtics. He never beat the Celtics. And then the next year you got to come back and, and run it back. And no, I'm sorry. Uh, the next year they, yeah, they beat the, uh, magic. Uh-huh. And then the year after that, they beat the Celtics. Yeah. Yep. How, how I, I mean, we, we talked about how iconic it would be. Think about LeBron's legacy. If your first year in LA, or I guess your, your first full year in LA, your first, your first playoff run in LA. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a better way to say it. Your first playoff run in LA. You get to beat the, the Celtics. Yeah. You get to beat the Celtics. Yeah. Knock off the Clippers. Just Clip- win a ring. I mean, think about it. You get to knock off the, you'd have to knock off the Clippers in the Western conference finals. And then you get to turn around and beat the Celtics in the championship. I mean, come on now. That would, that would be, that would be a good yeah, good thing for LA and a good thing for LeBron. Again, that's a good thing for basketball. Ag- agreed. So, all right. So, uh, Bleacher Report came out with an NBA awards prediction. All right. Uh, this week, uh, I'm going to go through them, and then you can kind of give me your thoughts. Uh, six Man of the Year, Lou Will. Yep. Defensive Player of the Year, Giannis as the as the Yeah, good luck. Sorry, and the combo. That's even worse than the first one. Coach of the year, Nick <laughs> Could Nurse. Could you imagine Alexa trying to say that? <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Uh, GM of the year or executive of the year, Sam Presti, Oklahoma City. Uh, most improved player, Brandon Ingram from yep. the Pelicans. I'm all about that one. Rookie of the year, John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies. I think that's probably the biggest lock. <clears throat> and MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Whoa. From the box. That was spot on. I know. I kind of started the last time I got lost. That was on spot track, on. Thank you. That was spot on. That was spot on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you to the studio audience, live studio audience, <laughs> six feet apart, of course. Um, no. So I am actually okay with like, I don't know the first as Giannis as the defensive MVP. And then the last as him as the MVP. I just, I can't agree with, um, defensive player. I agree with really. <clears throat> I mean, like, it's just, I, again, I'm a lock on Kwai. I think that Kwai's impact on yeah, the game. Yeah, but he, he don't play. He don't play every game. Giannis is in every yeah. game. Okay, so look, but this is the thing. If you're going to give him MVP, or Which I'm sorry, like Kwai will never win an MVP either because he doesn't play enough. Well, look, if you're going to give him defensive MVP and... I think we both agree with the MVP and it's not Giannis. Yeah, well, could... No, it's LeBron. A hundred percent. So look, so if they don't give it to LeBron this year, he's been robbed. He's been robbed like two or three times already. Yeah. And I'm not going to even go to the Derrick Rose. Year I know you've seen the look in my eyes. That's my boy. That's the most he, notable year he's ever. Derek. Yeah. Okay. But Derrick Rose did deserve it. Deserved it. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve it, but look on topic, this is where we're at <clears throat> 2020 Giannis 29, six 
uh, in terms of points per game, 13.7 rebounds, 5.8 assists, and one steal. Um, <clears throat> in terms of his 2020 rating, they've given him, according to lineups, uh, 99, and he is the number one power forward, um, according to FPTS, in terms of positional rankings. <clears throat> um, when you look at LeBron, he's listed as the number two FPTS uh, position in terms of 2024 power forwards. Um, 25.7 points per game, 7.9 rebounds per game, and 10.6 assists with 1.2 steals. Um, at 35, uh, he's a walking triple-double, essentially. I agree. So how does he not win that award? It's because it's LeBron. Yeah. They've went against LeBron every time that he's supposed to win it because he's LeBron James. And it's not right. He did. I mean, what he has done more for L.A. and the Lakers this year. Yeah. Than anybody else in the league. And look, I mean, he shot 49.8 from the field, uh, 34.9 from behind the arc. The only thing that's really lagging him right now is he's been, I don't want to say atrocious from the stripe, but he's at 69.7. So, and we all know that LeBron's not a great free. Yeah. He never really has been, but this is the thing. He's actually, as of now, he's made an improvement from his free throw shooting from last season. Last season, he shot a 66. I think his best statistical year to date was 2018 when he shot a 73-1. Um, actually, that might even be a lie. I, I think earlier on, yeah, earlier on he shot like 78%, but that was back when he had hair on his head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was 2009. So look, as of recent years, uh, this is one of his better performances from the stripe so hopefully he continues to improve and again there's still games to be played you're talking you've played 60 games through 2020 so look this could go up and and let's not forget the dude scored 1500 points yeah well 1544 to be exact and 636 assists so i mean overall look you want to give Giannis defensive mvp not going to be super hard pressed on that one but don't give him the mvp that's lebron james and that that's my story, man. I just feel like they're going to rob him of it again. I think it's a crime. He's the most underappreciated basketball player. I agree. Player. I agree. And love him or hate him because he does get a lot of hate. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my lifetime. Nope. I wasn't around for Jordan. I mean, I guess I was, but I was a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my dad <laughs> oh, oh, and my grandparents, the they all saw Jordan and they, you know, Jordan's the greatest player of all time. And what I've seen from Jordan and I'm a Bulls guy. So I would still put Jordan ahead of LeBron, but I think it's more of a one, a one B type thing instead of one and two. You can't compare generations. No for starters. You're right. And, and, and look, secondly, winners write the history books. You're right. So. And, and as far as, as far as I'm six concerned, for six in the championships and what, three for nine three yeah. for eight, something like that. Well, let's not forget that man won a mind trumper at J.R. Smith a ring. I agree. I digress. And he beat good teams in the East with nobody on the Cavs. Yeah. Great teams. Yeah, absolutely. Think about all those years. The Raptors were just dominant. I agree. Yet they couldn't beat LeBron. The only knocks I would give LeBron in his career are the two losses he had in Miami. Because I think his teams were better than the Mavericks and the Spurs. But Kawhi had a coming out party that year. Yep. And Dirk and everybody else on that that Magic t- or Mavericks team. Yeah. Uh, they showed up to play. So, that, that, look, those Popovich years where, where LeBron came in and, and stuck it to Poppy, where he had Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Marco Bellinelli. Yep. Like, think of those names. Yeah. That's your starting five? Yep. What the frick? Yep. LeBron and who? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
You know, especially the first one he went to, his first time yeah, around Cleveland, and they lost. To, they got swept by the Spurs. But his second best player was Anderson Varejao. Yeah, and and let's not forget. I again in those Heat years, or Mo Williams. All those, uh, like, like let's you could, if you could look up the inactive list, like think about how many games Chris Bosh missed. Yeah, how often Dwayne Wade played? What his minutes per game were? I mean, look, I'm not making excuses for the guy. He doesn't need them. His career has been historic. I'm just saying, 2020. Come MVP. On, man. Give the man the MVP. I agree. Give the man the MVP. He deserves it. Um, so on to some NFL news now. Uh, camp, training camp will start on time today. Yeah, which is now. Yep, the 28th. They were supposed to start on the 28th, and they are starting. Uh, rookies reported on the 21st, and QBs and injured players were allowed to come on the 23rd. I know not all quarterbacks have shown up on the 23rd, um, but it wasn't mandatory. I, today is, so... Uh, yeah, I think unless, it's the last day for them to, to appear. Yeah, unless, you, unless you're sitting out um, for COVID reasons or whatever. And the uh, so far, 10 players have opted to sit out. A lot of Patriots. Um, so Dante Hightower was the first. Uh, Brandon Bolden followed. Marcus Cannon followed. Uh, Danny Vitell and Najee Toron, uh, all players for the Patriots. Then Washington D. Lyman, Caleb Brantley, Cowboys cornerback uh, Maurice Canada, uh, Seahawks guard Chance Warmack, Ravens wide receiver slash kick returner DeAnthony Thomas, and Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Now, Tardif I know is sitting out because he is a nurse or a doctor, and he's helping fight COVID right now. So I, I'm cool with him doing that. Hey, you uh, know what well that? well-deserved. Uh-huh. Absolutely. For, for sure to that. So, um, no, I that Patriots team, hmm. I don't know. You want to go back on that and say the Bills are going to win that division yet, or are you still going to stick with the Patriots and Cam without their best player? Um, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the Patriots and Bill. <laughs> okay. And Jarrett Stidham, who, again, will get snaps. That's all I can say. Um, I don't know, man. What's, do you think that that's really going to... Uh, Dante Hightowers, I mean, that's the best middle linebacker. I don't want to say in the league, but top five. Yeah, and Bill Belichick calls him Mr. February because he says he always shows out in the Super Bowl. So that'd yeah. be a, that's that's definitely a, a big notable loss, loss for them. Yeah. A notable loss. I'm I'm anxious to see, and I think again, there's still uh, time yet to come. One of the other things about training camp that I wanted to talk about um, roster size. Yes. Yeah, they confirmed that basically by the end of this week, instead of having 90 players reporting through training camp, you can only have 80. So everyone can expect to see 10 cuts on their notable teams or, or on their favorite teams, I should say. Um, the DeAnthony Thomas thing, I'm, I'm sorry to say this to him. I know that he's missing for COVID concerns. I, I think that he was on the bubble of being cut anyhow now that the Ravens drafted James Prochet. You think Prochet can step in and be a kick returner? I know he can. He's, he's going to be nice. Um, so I think that he's going to have a, an instant impact. And that honestly, if you're fighting for a position like DeAnthony Thomas would, Again, I understand, and I'm sorry for the circumstances. He'll find himself on a team again by the end of the season. I guarantee it. But he will be released from the Ravens. If we even cut him, though, because if they set out for COVID, has that come out yet to be a roster spot? Oh, that, see, that's what I'm not see, sure. See, and I'm, I'm willing to bet that they'll still have like a whole injury reserve thing for possibly COVID. Because I doubt, I mean, the Patriots aren't going to h- cut Hightower. The Chiefs aren't going to cut uh, Tardive. So, yeah. You got to think that that doesn't count as a roster spot. I, right. I doubt it. Um, so, so maybe we'll, we will keep DeAnthony Thomas and, and you know, be, be fine. And, and in terms of more big news, um, no preseason. 
No preseason. No preseason. I'm I'm okay with. I'm happy with that. Preseason's a boring for me to watch anyway. But well, and I think it does were, suck for rookies or, or yeah. guys trying to make the team. You know, that's obviously going to be be hard. But I, you know, now you just got to show out in camp, man. You you got to show you you deserve to be there. Yeah. So look, and and they'll have adequate time to to prove that. I agree. Look, you had four years or whatever it was in school to prove it. Yep. Yep. So and on on top of that, one of the cool thing is we actually had um, some cool league source news. So so hopefully we can kind of break it to them first we know guy in the league who, yeah. who, who did confirm this stuff for us so so we don't know if this will be 100 percent official um again We're about 90 percent sure yeah no one even our source had said that it's not guaranteed correct um, this is a very fluid situation i think that we've all seen that from the start but to our knowledge 20 percent attendance in stadiums um most teams will be doing an intramural scrimmage at the end of training camp for like a preseason <laughs> yeah for like their yeah. preseason filling and the whole point of this is that they're going to be going ahead and practicing player and personnel protocol. Yeah. Um, with that being said, in terms of the, the protocol note, they need to make sure that the players understand all the changes and the walking paths. I mean, fans are going to have one-way directions, uh, again, to that 20% attendance in the stadium. <clears throat> On top of that, only essential player personnel will be allowed to report to the stadium. So the number of players and personnel in the field will be cut they haven't thought of an official number yet um but again they're looking at you know you used to be able to have say 120 players on the field or whatever it is <clears throat> they're looking to cut that again down to 100 and i wouldn't sus- be surprised if that got cut even further um broadcasting news that we were able to confirm they're going to be most likely going to the booth so uh well the no more booger on the floating cart anyhow so thank god <laughs> well they're not going to be in the booth of the stadium they're yeah. going to be like studio. in a studio booth yeah, yeah. so just like the mlb has been correct so right. that's that's throughout their head with that um and one of the coolest things that i also we were able to kind of catch wind of is how they're going to do the fan noise fan because noise. that was one of the things we talked about the last two weeks so from our understanding and league sources that they're going to be using the fan noise from previous season home games from situational things so say third and long recordings from your last however many season home games and compiling that for the home teams so that's going to kind of be their way of going about the fan noise now we were able to ask and see like hey who's going to be showing this is this is this a marketing statement because for those of you that don't know marketing teams and the different uh personnel involved in the stadium are the ones that control the lights the fog and stuff like that that's all done by league marketing or team marketing I had asked if, you know, the marketing team would be the ones controlling the fan noise and they were confirmed that they would not be allowed to. It would be an NFL appointed, I don't want to say official, but NFL appointed personnel controlling the fan noise in terms of situations and and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see how that all comes to play, but you definitely heard it here first because I know that that's um, soon to be breaking. It'll probably come out most likely in the next couple of weeks as they confirm all the details with training camp, roster news, cuts, and things along those lines. So kind of a hot, hot off the press there for you. So the 49ers and Raheem Mostert, I know we talked about this a couple weeks back. Uh, he wanted to out. They actually did rework his contract, uh, and they're now able to avoid a trade or a contract holdout. So he will be in camp for the Niners. It will be a 49er this season. That's great for them. It is. And I, I'm happy for Raheem. He deserves it. He played his butt off. Yep. Uh, Jamal Adams was traded to the Seattle Seahawks. Wow. They gave, the Jets gave up Adams in a fourth-round pick in 2022. The Seahawks gave up Bradley McDougal, a first-round pick in 2021, a third-round pick in 2021, and a first-round pick in 2022. Yeah. Worth it? Uh, Not worth it. I'm going to say, look, I understand, like, giving up a first, but... Two firsts? No. Third, 
yeah, and no. the safety. Look, if it were me, I, look, if you, if you, sh- like, if, 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 if we were Baltimore and we said, hey, we're going to give up a first, a fourth, and Chuck Clark, deal. Because from Baltimore's perspective. I agree. I, don't I agree know. with the McDougal because what do you need him for now? You're going to have to cut exactly. him away. So you might as well give it, him another exactly. team. Exactly. It makes sense. It helps the Jets out a little yep. bit because he's not a terrible safety. McDougal's no, a good safety. Um, think, about, think about this. I, I just struggle with the two first-round picks, Two firsts man. is tough. Two firsts is tough. But look, this is what they're seeing. This is what execs see. Now we got Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, Shaquille Griffin, Quadre Diggs, Trey Flowers. That could potentially now be the best secondary in NFL. Yeah. Behind us. The Ravens, that is. Uh, Come on now. Look at all our corners. Look, my boy from from Texas, baby. Hook him. Quadre's nice. I don't know. He is nice. Look, it just just adds explosiveness to the roster. I, I think that I don't want to say that they're like the more talented bunch. I, I think Baltimore will still probably be the best defense and the best coached, but that could be a defense to be trifled with. Also, depending, you know, when healthy and, and they're playing, I mean, you got Pittsburgh Steelers still as well. But do you think that they could be better than Baltimore? You say no? From top to bottom, no, I don't think so. Now, if they did somehow get Just Clowney secondary. Back, Just secondary. Second, secondary? Uh they could be. I, mean, yeah. I still have a hard time going against Humphrey Peters, uh, Earl Thomas, Tavon Young, Tavon Young, Jimmy. But we don't Smith. know what he's going to be like when healthy. Okay, so Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, Smith never stays healthy. Okay, but he's not going to be a number one or number two guy now. Now he's a slot guy. Or I could see us doing something where he's now a hybrid backer slash safety slash yeah. nickel. He's going to cover tight ends. Well, and don't tell me there's a tight end that can beat him down the field. No, there's not. And his flex, well, maybe Travis Kelsey, but yeah, he's not necessarily going to beat him down the field. He's going to throw him down the field. <laughs> and George Kittle. Yeah, George yeah. Kittle. Um, and also, you got to remember the flexibility now with Malik Harrison and uh, Patrick Queen. Agreed. Because well, you said secondary, so we were kind of going secondary no, there. No, no, and I'm saying with the flexibility that the Ravens could have with Jimmy Smith, because you're talking oh, about yeah, yeah, yeah. N- Now you have those two guys floating around the middle, so you really do have some freedom with oh, for sure. your slot corner, your nickel corner guy, whoever it might be. So, look, I, I just wanted to put it out there and see what you think. Um, I'd love for everyone to maybe shoot that in the comments, best defense in the league. Now that deals are starting to get done and most of the notable acquisitions and signings have occurred. So again, shoot comments, shoot the likes and, and, and maybe comment on this blog post or, or whatever the heck it's called Instagram post. Uh, who do you think the best defense in the league is? I'd, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions. So next topic, Alex Smith, the quarterback for the Washington football team. I'm happy for him. Uh, has been cleared for full football activity. Uh, Smith suffered a devastating tibia and fibula fracture in 2018, has yeah. received clearance from his surgical team to return to full football activity. Alex Smith says, to get the green light that I could practice, get contact, that I had healed up, that much was pretty wild to hear. I didn't know if I would ever hear those words. A uh, little bit of background in November 2018, he suffered a spiral compound fracture to his tibia and fibula in his right leg after being sacked in a game against Houston. In 2018-2020, so during the time of his healing, mm-hmm. Smith developed a life-threatening uh, necros... I don't know how to say that. Fasciitis uh, that resulted in 
sepsis, which know. required him to undergo 17 surgeries. Hey, I'm basically, sure there's a doctor podcast out there for yeah, everybody. <laughs> basically, he got an infection. They thought he was going to lose his leg, uh, but seven, he had to undergo 17 surgeries. Question. What's that? Why didn't you lead with that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then Friday. I mean, just, first, Giannis. Now, whatever the heck this is. And then Friday, uh, despite many... Uh, expecting Smith to retire. He is now cleared for full football activity for the first time since 2018. Look, I don't know if he's going to be able to have an impact on a roster. Guy's 36. Um, well, clearly Dwayne Haskins is their guy now. Yeah. I'd like to see him kind of Teddy Bridgewater his way that, back that, in. That was going to be my point. Either no, but a, he is older Teddy Brid- yep. than Bridgewater. If you were to Teddy Bridgewater your way back in, you're really going to have to show some stuff. Do you want to know I think his greatest impact? It's going to be on the chalk. I agree. Teaching Dwayne Haskins, yeah. helping it, it, Dwayne Haskins kind of come along. He's, he's a chalkboard guy. I'm paying him a lot of money. I know. But you look, you're still on the Haskins rookie deal. True, true. So you can afford that. Now, the preceding years, something's going to have to change. For those of you curious, in 2018, not a bad start to the season. Um, 85.7 passer rating. He had 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, with a completion percentage of 62.5 and 2,180 yards. And I believe their record was like six and two or six and three when he was the starter. Yeah, he, he looked good. He they looked good that year. And, and and I'll tell you, I mean, you're come. If you just look at his book of work, it's not so. Obviously, he had a shortened season. Um, if you were to look at a full body of work, his last full season in 2017, back when he was still with the Chiefs. Now, mind you, I know that was Andy Reid's offense and a little more um, firepower to it. But he still threw for 4,000 yards. He threw 26 touchdowns and five interceptions, 104.7 passer rating. And again, that's 2017. So then again, my question for you is, is if it took him a full season in 2017 to throw five interceptions and he only did it in, you know, the eight games that he was able to play in 2018, was he already on a decline? Look, he's got it definitely between the ears. He's probably one of the smartest quarterbacks to to hit the gridiron. Um, I just don't know if it, at 36 i'm glad that he's healthy i'm glad he's back and i'm sure he's in peak physical condition i just don't know if he's going to be able to maintain and play game time you know what i mean definitely and that's definitely something you you think about as a quarterback too uh you know i play a little quarterback in my youth and high school days and i never suffered a knee injury or a leg injury like that period um but you gotta think man and i've heard carson palmer talk about it when he blew out his knee against the steelers that one year uh and i believe it was in the playoffs uh, you know, you get a little shaky standing back in that pocket when you drop back for the first time. I think and, about how gruesome his was. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, man. It ended Joe Theismann's career. You know, it's that that injury has ended multiple people's careers over the time. And and you're looking at, you're really going to tell me that when you get your shot, whether it's next preseason or Dwayne Haskins goes down this year or whatever, you're going to be comfortable dropping back in a pocket again. You got to be the man. Yeah, you, I mean, I agree, but. You got to be the man. And, and this is the thing, you know, all everything that he went through, though, the rehab, well, the, look, the infection. He's proven he, and maybe in that sense, he's proven that he's got the mental toughness. But And, and, and that's, I, that's I something I've I always argued for Alex Smith is that he's always been a mentally tough guy. But even in San Fran, when he started and everybody was always a bust, he stuck through it and stuck it out. Finally, got him a coach that knew how to work yeah. with a quarterback in Harbaugh. And then he, all of a sudden, his career turned around, got gifted to Andy Reid, yep. helped Andy Reid get to the playoffs. And then he groomed Mahomes for that year. And the rest is history in Kansas City. Yeah. But then his first year in Washington, like you said, his numbers. And and I believe, like I said, they were 6-2 and two or 6-3 and three before he went down. They were headed for a playoff run with Alex Smith again. But, but this was my next kind of point. Um, look... 
the fact of the matter is this, he's always been a more mobile quarterback than most. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know like how much that affects his game, rolling out, throwing on the run. You know what I mean? We'll see. I'm glad that he's back. We'll see again, notable game time. I'm not sure though. And next, uh, we have Emmanuel Acho, uh, this week on speak for yourself, came up with, uh, two hot takes. The first one we're going to go here. I just want to discuss this a little bit because I thought we would, you know, we would kind of get into this one. Uh, Baker, he is worried, came out and said that he believes that Baker Mayfield is a bust. Too soon to tell. I agree. Now, does he throw a lot of picks? Does he make a lot of stupid decisions so far? Yes. But if you look at his history in college, he wasn't a guy known for turning the ball over. He was very smart with the football. He was a very accurate passer. I think the game caught up to him a little bit. He's in Cleveland, which tends to just be bad news for quarterbacks anyway. Yeah. But I believe if anybody can help them with any team that they've ever had, it is Baker Mayfield with this one because they have special talent at wide receiver. They now have special talent at tight, two tight ends. Uh-huh. They got him a right tackle. They got him a left tackle. They, they have Nick Chubb. They have a good offense for him to be successful. Yeah, and he was running frantic a little bit last year. For, for, oh, for sure. So, for sure. Don't, none of us can lie. The thought is out there. But... I mean, I just, you, you can't give it to the guy and say he's a bust. He hadn't even had Two five years in. Yeah. Give him five years. Three years. You might be able to say after this year, maybe, maybe we can make a decision. If we get a full season in, uh, hopefully, again, knock on wood, we do with this COVID. Yeah. And maybe, you know, he goes out there and throws another 25 interceptions or whatever it is. And, and then we might have something to worry about. And, and they go six and. 11 again or whatever yeah five and 12 you know whatever five and 11 six and 10 whatever okay then maybe you could sit there and be like yeah yeah he might be a bust and you know maybe maybe they just traded maybe maybe he needs to be somewhere else you never know situation is everything i agree and look even if he is god awful through this year and next or whatever his contract is he will get the opportunity somewhere else he will get the opportunity somewhere else. Mark I my agree. words. So too early for me to tell. Um, I mean, Nick Foles has gotten how many opportunities? Yeah, exactly. And he's only ever had two good years. I mean, how many opportunities did Sam Bradford get? Agreed. So, agreed. Or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. So yep. he look, he's Josh a life McCown. I he, mean, you got all these guys. At yeah. worst, Baker Mayfield's a journeyman. And I'm still willing to bet that like Ryan Fitzpatrick, he might catch lightning in a bottle once or twice. And, and mess around and do the dance. He, and I he think might not he's ever better win it than all. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He's yeah, more gifted. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. His, his floor is a lifetime league player. You're right. His floor. Yep. And honestly, if anyone wants to say, oh, Fitzpatrick or Sam Bradford has had awful careers, look, they made it to the NFL. Yep. That's a pretty damn good accomplishment. Bradford, I think, made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. So I'm uh, all about it. His, so about Nick Foles, uh, Acho's second take this week was that Nick Foles is the greatest eagle of all time. Yeah, I just over two for me. For this yep. Week. I mean, dude. TL? <laughs> Donovan McNabb? Yeah. Say what you want about him. He went to four straight <laughs> NFC championships and a Super Bowl. Nick Foles won it in a half a season that he played. And, okay, he had a better team around it. Now, granted, that McNabb team, when they lost to the Patriots in 04, was special with T.O., but him and T.O. started having problems. Yeah, there's... And they met the Bill and Tom in the Super Bowl. I mean, what do you expect? Granted, Nick Foles did too, but I, Doug Peterson, to me, I think that that yeah. Eagles team was just magical. They were just destined to win. But, I mean, you got Brian Dawkins. Yeah. 
I, I mean, what? I don't know. I, I don't want to get too much into that because I think it's kind of an asinine comment. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, as, as Did I he bring him thinking, a Super Bowl? Yeah, but it wasn't just him. No. Carson Wentz, mark my words, would have won the Super Bowl that year also and an MVP if he would have stayed healthy. And then oh. Nick Foles would have never got that contract. Actually, you don't I, think so? I don't. I don't think so. You don't think Carson Wentz could have won that Super Bowl, dude? I, this, they were on a tear with him. No, no, him. no. I get that, but can I tell you something? Nick Foles has nothing to lose. If Nick Foles lost that Super Bowl, oh, he was the backup. You, okay, dude. Carson Wentz coming in as a young blood, going against the greatest of all time. Look, let's mark my words. Tom Brady had a historic. Historical Super Bowl performance. Could His you, defense was historically awful. Like, in could you imagine Bowl. being Carson Wentz looking across the gridiron at that guy saying, "Dude, how can I put up with him?" Yeah, but you what do think, I do? You've had this whole season where you've played. Because granted, he was on his way to win the MVP this year. Twelve of that year. That's the year. most dangerous man in sports. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm just saying, dude. I'm just no. I'm just saying. I'm just look. Saying. Could he have done it? Yeah, the, the shoulda, coulda, woulda's. I get that, but. No, and, and, and to your point, I don't disagree, or I do agree with you that that was a stupid comment. I don't think that Foles is anywhere as close to the greatest of Eagles of all time, but he did bring him to the promised land. He cashed the bag because of it. He got the respect that he deserves. I can tell you, he was the best Eagle that season for the sheer fact of the matter. You hoisted the Lombardi. Agreed. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And he got the statue. So, hey, you know what? If, if that ain't enough, I don't know what, what, what is. So Tyreek Hill came out with comments this week that he was chasing Jordan. The Chiefs and himself are chasing Jordan. They want to go for seven rings. Tom Brady fired back with, <laughs> yeah, that is who I'd be chasing too. I think I want to go for seven. <laughs> yeah, well, the difference is, is Tom has the predecessing six. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I mean, it's kind of disrespectful. I mean, yes, chasing Jordan's great and all with six. There's a guy in your sport that has six, buddy. You know, Whether you want to show him respect or not. Well, he, he, look, why are you chasing Jordan in a different sport when a guy in your you sport what? already has six? Because he was running with his tail between his legs for three seasons trying to get past Tom Brady in the AFC. Right, but don't you think that would make him want to show uh, some respect? No. No, <laughs> Tyreek Hill. Look, I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but he hasn't been the, the, the most whatever humble and great guy on the gridiron. Okay, so I don't think that he's going to show respect. I, I also don't even know. Like, is it a backhanded compliment? Maybe, maybe, maybe. But at the end of the day, the the real question is: is do you think that they could get six? So that means could they win five more? I don't know. I mean, get to getting seven. I mean, granted, yeah, getting six, but to get to seven, yeah, I mean, let's, that's... let's stop. Stop at the seven thing because in order to get to seven, guess what? You got to get to six. You, you got to get to six. So, do you think that they could get to six? Might even if the answer is no, then you know they can't get to seven, right? So, and and this is my thought, and I'm not saying they can't. They do have Mahomes. It depends on how long Andy Reid's there. But is Andy Reid even going to be there for seven more or six more? I don't see him going anywhere. Here's the deal. I'm just talking about retirement. History doesn't repeat itself. It often rhymes. So there would be a time and place for, for somebody to, to pick up the slack in the NFL in terms of the QB rooms. I just, dude, could he win three? Could he win four? Yeah. Five is eh. Six is even more of an eh. But seven? Yeah. That's just. I mean, look, Brady's been to nine. 
He's been a nine. He's only won six. Now, I granted, I say only won six. He's <laughs> won six, but that just shows you how hard to be with the greatest coach, greatest quarterback of all time it is to even win, to even get to seven wins. And, and, and I don't think, I think that part of that duo is missing. I think Andrew Reid's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I do not think that he is the greatest. Okay. And I also I agree. don't it's know how check, long but I, those teams are going to be complete. Look, with Pat, the Mahomes deal, you just don't know. Yeah. We don't know how the... The, the NFL PA there some groundwork need to be laid. We don't know how the future negotiations are going to go. We don't know if the quarterback salary is going to keep playing in the team salaries. We just don't know how long that Chiefs team is going to sustain again, a good, solid team around Mahomes. You use Travis Kelsey, you don't win that Super Bowl. I agree. You lose Tyreek Hill, you don't. I agree. And guess what? You barely won, and it was because a Jimmy Garoppolo missed throw. It Absolutely. wasn't even your team that won the Super Bowl. I mean, Emmanuel and you Sanders gotta, and going was back wide to, open. But you got to go back to Tyreek Hill at the end of that game. Ran some, he ran a route. It wasn't open. He did his Tyreek Hill thing, popped open, and Mahomes had the arm to get it out there to him. And then he went in and scored a touchdown. So, Without one another. Without that, that was a third and long. I mean, they would have been fourth down if Tyreek Hill didn't get open. So without Tyreek Hill, yeah. they don't win a Super Bowl either. Yeah. They need the pieces around him. Yeah, it, Look, and can I say something? Mm-hmm. It's not like Tyreek Hill's going to get faster, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, no. Look, if I'm going to, you could put lipstick on a pig. At the end of the day, it's still pig. And saying that you're going to go for seven rings is I, just silly. It's, it's a good yeah. dream. And it's a good You got to have goals. Yeah, you shoot for the moon, goals. reach for the stars. I get that. But maybe you just think about going for two right now. Maybe you just don't tweet that crap. And I can tell you, Tom Brady didn't win six saying, oh, I'm going to win seven. Right, right. He said, I won one. I need another. Yep. So maybe that should be your focus. Yeah, correct. Three goals or you have no goals. Yep. And Tyreek, you just put, you know. Target on your back. And even bigger yeah. target than the Chiefs already had now. Yeah. Silly. Especially from Tom. Now Tom's like, go ahead, meet me there. <laughs> go ahead, meet me yeah, in the Super I don't want to see that man in the Super Bowl. Who, Tom? Yeah, no. Ooh, no. Oh. Not that not that Bucks team. No. I don't care if it was Tom and uh, the, the team from kicking and screaming. <laughs> it's Tom. So, uh, staying on Tyreek Hill news, uh, Marquise Goodwin. Uh, so, Tyreek Hill worked out with Ocho Cinco and T.O. and somebody else over the weekend, or over this past yeah. week. Um, they ran a 40, T.O. and uh, Tyreek Hill did. Uh, Tyreek Hill, his form wasn't very clean. Yeah. He'd still beat T.O. down the field, but T.O., I mean... He looks impressive. Yeah, uh, he ran a 4-4-40. Yeah, he's... he's Tyreek Hill ran like a 4-3. Yeah. T.O.'s right behind him in a 4-4. T.O.'s always been in shape. And then did you see... There are receivers in the league today that ain't running 4-4. Yeah. There's receivers in the league today that don't look like T.O. But... uh, Look at T.O., man. I know, but that that made Marquise Goodwin... He's chiseled. Marquise Goodwin tweeted because he was a track star at Texas. uh, You know was going to go to the Olympics, um, you know, probably up there with Tyree kills, one of the fastest guys in the yeah, league. Yeah. And he tweeted out, you know, that, you know, I, I want to race you. I know I'm faster than you through a 40 because your form is awful. And Tyree kill again, fired back with uh, yeah, well, I've already proven that I'm a better wide receiver than you. I'll let me, now let me go out there and just prove that I'm faster than you also. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a race I want to see. Yeah. I would pay what you could, Honestly, line them up and uh, let's do it. I would love to see that. Oh, for sure. And I want them to kind of keep the banter going. I think that I know. Look, create the rivalry. Yeah, create a rivalry. It just kind of sucks that Goodwin plays for the Eagles now. It was kind of yeah. It would have be, been cool. It'd be cooler if they were in the same division or something. Yeah, it would have been cool. Yeah, that 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 would have been nice to see. I mean, it's it, it's it's good. No harm, no foul. Right. 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 
It's just a little fun banter between yeah. between speedy I, and I'm receivers. Okay with that. And I'm okay with the, it. The comment about passing Tom, <laughs> bro, you're stupid. Or chasing Jordan. Or chasing Jordan. Look, again, let's let's rearrange the rhetoric here. Did you really just try and stack beer cans? I did. That is a terrible idea. No, it would have been cool, but the fan over here is blowing, so it would have blown it right off and made a noise. Physics, I'm yeah. Trying to, All right, trying to. What do you got? What do you got for me next? So Maurice Jones-Drew says that Tom Brady will throw. For 55 touchdowns this season, surpassing his 2007 season where he threw 50. Yeah. Um, so basically, he says he's going to tie Peyton's record. Do you, I mean, he could. That team has proven healthy that he could. Um, or if, if they are proven to be healthy and, and he's healthy and well and they stay healthy, the talent's there. I don't know. That's a tall ask. And to- 2007. I mean, you have Bruce Arians. Yeah. I mean, he lost on the football. I have his book. Oh, he's going to throw more football than he ever has in I, his career. I, I don't read a whole lot, but when I read, I read his book off and on from here and there. And every time he talk, he's talking about talking to one of his quarterbacks. He's like, throw the, throw the thing deep. Yeah. Just throw that mother the effort, man. Get that thing there. out there. The opportunity is going to be there. In 2007, he threw for 4,806 yards, 50 touchdowns to eight interceptions with 117.2 um, passer rating. Um, and you know, most people say, oh, you know, he's gotten older. Well, let's stop a minute here and say, you know, at 40 through the ages of 41 and 42, uh, last year, he still threw for 4,000 yards. Um, now mind you, the opportunity to throw those 50 touchdowns wasn't there, but he still threw 24. Um, and, and his system is, and he didn't a have a whole lot, lot of different. receivers last year. No, no, no. And honestly, he the didn't last, have any game breakers that could break down the look, field. Look, the last, the last eight years, he hasn't had a whole lot of receivers. Let's call spade a spade. Yeah. All right. So but that hasn't really been their offense either since Randy left. Yeah. And Tom Brady. They tried to get Gordon in there and make him their deep threat. He, I just don't think he fit the Patriot system. No. Because I still think Josh Gordon has a thing or two left in the tank. And, you know, Baltimore Ravens, if anybody's listening, please sign Josh Gordon. Put yeah. it on the other side of Hollywood because that's a whoo, speed, baby. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice to see. And to, to that point, um, while we have it up, I think it's, it's a good time to flash back into memory lane here. Um, in order to do that, uh, you're talking, he would go ahead and rival Peyton Manning, which was 2013. Cause that's kind of the year that he's referencing, you know, MJD, um, is assuming that he's going to have a Peyton like season. Well, in 2013, Peyton threw for 5,477 yards and 55 touchdowns with a solid 10 interceptions. So let's let me turn the question around to you like that. Could you see him thrown for a five thousand yard season? Maybe not the fifty five touch fifty five or fifty touchdowns. Could he do fifty? Yeah. Do I think he'll beat Peyton's record? No. Um, so you don't give him fifty five. I don't give him fifty five. I'd give him fifty, but I still think that he's out on the five thousand yards. What did he throw for last year? Yards wise, Brady. Yep. Uh, four thousand and fifty seven. Needs to throw for a thousand more yards. I would give him upper 4,500 yards, and I'd probably give him 45 to 48 touchdowns. I don't think he gets to 50. You don't even think he comes close to either of them? I mean, no. I don't think he gets 55. I, don't th- I, don't even, I have a hard time saying he gets 50, dude. I mean, maybe. They got plenty of weapons. Bruce Harris likes to throw the ball. It's possible. So that one's not as asinine as the Sam yeah. Acho comments. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Again, I ain't betting against him. Right. I would take... Uh, I would take Tom Brady in a, in a list of bets. So no, nah, cool, cool thought. 
I would love to see another historical performance like that. I mean, 2013 was so exciting yeah. to watch. I wasn't but, even a Broncos guy, but I love watching Peyton Manning throw with the Broncos team. Yep. You got, you know, Thomas, Sanders, Welker. I yeah. mean, they uh, Decker. I mean, they were... It was exciting. Yeah, well, and this is different. Like, I think that, you know, if you put Tom on that team in 2013, I think he could have done it because he's played with the likes of, obviously, Wes Welker. Mm-hmm. He had his own version of Eric Decker and Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's done it with similar talent, but the only difference is uh, D'Anthony Thomas at that point, or I'm sorry, um, Demarius. Yeah, Demarius Thomas at that point. Um, I don't think Tom Brady ever had a great threat like that. Like Gordon never panned and now out. He's got Mike Randy Evans, Moss though. was however long ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, he hadn't had a re- threat like that since Randy yeah. Moss. Yeah. So and Mike Thomas, upper receiver, uh, Chris Godwin. Like I called it earlier, is he's coming? That kid. Mike Evans. He's special. Mike Evans. That's not Mike said. Thomas. That's, I'm sorry. Yeah. Mike Evans. I yes. knew where you were going with it. No, that's. That's crazy, man. So Antonio Brown retires again via Twitter. Again, I think he'll be back. Came, I, he said, I came, I saw, I conquered, mission complete, call God. At this point, the risk is greater than the reward. Thank you, everyone who've been part of this journey. I sincerely thank you for everything. Life goes on 84. Is it time to walk away? I done check everything in the game. Um, again, he'll be back. I still think that somewhere out there, a team will give him a chance. I just think he needs to blow it off or it'll kind of be like TL ushered himself out of the league and he'll forever stay in shape. will forever look like a freak. And four years from now, everybody's going to say, could Antonio Brown come back? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Just like we did with TL. I just, I just think it'd be a shame because I think Antonio Brown, he had interest from the Seahawks, had interest from the Ravens. Uh, I think it would just, I think it would just if be he went a to shame Seahawks, for him he to might mess around and win a Super Bowl. I know. I know with that defense now and then Russell, the love muscle. I mean, dude, yeah. Chris Carson. I mean, there that's a put together team. DK Metcalf, DK Metcalf's coming too. Tyler Lockett's special. I mean, there's your three right there. I, right. I could see, I could, it, 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 I but, could see the Seahawks being special this year. Anyway, you had Antonio Brown in that mix. It's, it's them in the box. No it's them in the box in the NFC championship is my belief. But, I could also see him with the Ravens. You know, he wants to play with his cousin, Hollywood. Loves he Lamar. loves Lamar. I mean, it, that would be an exciting team, too. I, I just yeah. don't think he should give up yet. He's had his issues off the field. People know that. He comes with baggage. But I still think he's a special receiver. I still think he's a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. And I think with all this stuff that's going on, if he doesn't come back to the field, I, don't, I think he misses the Hall of Fame, and, and, which is a shame because his numbers say he's a Hall of Fame receiver. But if, if he's healthy... He's probably the best wide receiver in the league right now. I know. And, but look, going back to the T.O. thing, look how long it took him to get in. He's easily a first ballot Hall of Famer, and they kept him off because of his off-the-field issues. Well, and that's what's going to happen with Antonio. Or T.O. set the precedence, and you just make it in anyhow. Yeah. Because he's now Well, T.O. got jipped for a couple years, and it was crap. He should have been a first ballot. Oh, The yeah. fact that it took him a couple years, like two or three, to get in, it was, was crap. And I, honestly, again, I don't I even see... it took see, more than that. I don't know, but... I think it was like three, but I, I don't even think Antonio Brown gets in right now. And I think he should. I think he yeah. could. I don't think he gets in just because the off-the-field stuff. You know how the NFL mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. It's all about the shield, and he hasn't done stuff to protect the shield. So, hey, <laughs> look. look. I, and I can't blame the NFL for that. I mean, you don't want to put that as the, the face of your organization. Yeah. But also, it, to all the player standpoint, it's what I've done on the field. Right. It's not, it's not supposed to be. And the, that's what it should be. Yeah. I'd agree with that. But again, I can't knock them. Like, for they shouldn't bash the guy and they shouldn't paint a negative image of him. Like that's the media's job. And they, unfortunately they don't, ever, no one really tends to see the good anymore. I think. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's a shame. I, I think he's back. I hope he comes back. 
I hope he got, yeah, I hope he becomes a better person too. Let's I put agree. that out there. You I know agree. what I mean? Let's just hope he comes back a better version of himself mm-hmm. because a good person, Antonio Brown is a great football player. I agree. And I, and I'd love to see that. I would too. Regardless of who he comes to play for, I, again, I hope he gets a shot somewhere, and I hope he this retirement. I hope it's like his McGregor retirement. So he doesn't actually mean that he's just trying to get something out yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Tyson has scheduled a fight against Roy Ooh, Jones back Jr. To the fight game. I love when we get the fight game I know. updates, baby. It is an eight round exhibition on September twelfth. Tyson is fifty four years old and hasn't fought since he lost to Kevin McBride in two thousand and five. So a fifty four year old Mike Tyson. I mean, I see him on IG. I follow that guy. He looks good. His training videos look scary. Yeah. I, my thing is that if he wins, what if he comes out, gets a knockout, and he wins? Is it... Like, is he back? Is he back? And he comes out and with, gets annihilated. With, with today's... <laughs> like, with today's... It's over, but... Science and technology. So, this is my thought. I mean, and, he's 54 years old. Yeah, but look. So, the way things work is, like, hormone replacement. So, they, they go ahead and test testosterone levels, right? Yeah, anything so look, like that. So, so look, so if they go ahead and test your testosterone levels and Mike Tyson is able to take hormone replacement therapy that gets his testosterone levels to that of, say, the Tyson Fury and the younger athletes in the sport of boxing, the dude's coming in there with, gosh, 20 years of in-ring experience and the body uh, back in his heyday and his... Yeah. It is, at 30. I he mean, hadn't fought for 15 years. Yeah, but 10,000 repetitions is muscle memory. I don't care if he hasn't fought in 15 centuries. Watching him hit that body bag, I'd tuck my tail between the legs and run. Roy yeah. Jones Jr., he, he hadn't fought in a while either. But Yeah, I don't know what he's got to gain from this. Just to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Just like to say gonna, I fought Mike it's Tyson. It's going to produce some whole, like, oh my gosh, the revenue. I'd imagine that it's going to sell out, right? It's going to be like, I'm, I'm watching. Oh, for sure. The world's going to be watching. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Mike Tyson. Look, there's very, for us kids and there are you, you kids out there and, and everybody who's younger, you know, than us and we're 25, you're about to be 25 getting to see, regardless if he's 54 or not getting to see Mike Tyson fight live is an exciting thing. Yeah. He's a legend. Oh, absolutely. For our time. And mm-hmm. as we ran through the heavyweight weight class. He's only like 5'11", dude. 5'10", 5'11". Yeah. He's not your normal heavyweight, but his hands, man. He's got heavy hands. Yeah, so I, one of the coolest things, I was listening to a report on him. Um, one of his old trainers was telling stories about signing Mike up for youth boxing camps. I think this is a, a cool story, so I'll keep it quick. At 13, he would go up to the, the registration and sign in. And at 13, this kid weighed 190 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he's signing up to fight 13 boxers. And they were like, yeah, there's no chance, right? There's absolutely no chance. So they were like, he's 13, he's 13, he's 13. No, they would never let him register <laughs> yeah, 13. Yep. So they registered him, registered him for the 16-year-old division, beat the piss out of him. Mm-hmm. And he just laid waste to every 16-year boxing class <laughs> at 13 at 190. I mean, look at the guy. Yeah. He's a freak. And He's his a trainer knew man. when he started training because he, you know, he came up from a rough background and he didn't have a lot of parental figure in his life. And his trainer was like his father figure and, and he, he kind of guided it to him. And, and he always fought with that chip on his shoulder. And I watched a documentary on him a couple months back because it came out on Netflix. So give that a look if you are interested in learning more about Mike Tyson. Um, he, 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 is. Had, he had that edge. 
But when he lost it, he lost it fast. Yeah. At the end, when he thought he had reached the top, he had started partying and, and yeah, well, and yeah, that was the thing, right? Being out with women all the time, and yeah, he just you stop missing, he start missing workouts, and he's you start like camp at six weeks to go, mm-hmm. and he started saying, he's like, I just didn't, I lost the love for getting in the ring, and he started getting knocked out by guys like Kevin McBride, who had no reason being in the ring with Mike Tyson. Well, I think he's back. He, said he that definitely he's got that looks committed. Yeah. He looks committed. You can tell he's missed it. You can tell he's got that. He's got that look in his eye again. You know, eye of the tiger, Rocky. You know he's <laughs> got that back, dude. And, he, and like I said, this is going to be an exciting fight to watch. It's good for the fight world. And and one of that, uh, the undercard is going to feature ex NBA player Nate Robinson uh, versus YouTuber Jake Paul. Um, whether you put a lot of look into that fight or not, I'm excited for that one. One because. I mean, never thought I'd see Nate Robinson step in a boxing ring. And two, I'm not a big Jake Paul guy. So, and he's won a couple fights already as an undercard or even yeah. as a main event. He beat some other YouTuber down in Miami. It's for the interesting Super Bowl. to see what the YouTube's done in terms of the fight realm. I mean, they draw yeah. a large audience. They do, especially the Pauls, Jake and Logan. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you're talking over 15 million subscribers yeah. for between both. So, him you and know, the they're tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah. And think about Nate Robinson, the audience that he attracts. I love Nate Robinson. Background yeah. on him. I'm excited. Three time NBA slam dunk champion in 2006, 2009, 2010 Venezuelan league champion in 2017, Venezuelan league champion, grand final MVP in 2017. He's a third team, all American AP and ABC in 2005. Francis Pomeroy Naismith Award in 2005, two-time first-team All-Pro, or I'm sorry, All-Team All-Pac-10, 2004 and 2005. The guy was a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. Um, a little excitement for the Knicks when the Knicks are, or what they are now, nothing. And yeah. Back then. And yeah, he was a flash. Yep. He, he was a flash in the pan. He was cool. Um, can you look? Has he ever fought? Have, can you look that up real quick? No, I don't think he's ever fought, well, in a ring, but I mean... The difference here is the guy... He's been training. I know he trains boxing all the time. Now. Yeah, well, he's a physical freak Yeah, nature. oh, for sure. I mean, if you put a guy like him in LeBron's body, he's an athletic just... <laughs> oh, yeah. Freak. Yeah. At 5'9", I mean, he's, he's chiseled. Yeah. He, he, he's a beast. So... And then uh, can you look up Jake Paul's fight record real quick? Uh, 2-0. Is he 2-0? That's what I thought. Yeah. I just wanted to be... I wanted to fact check that. Yeah, I think 2-0. Um, I can try and get his height here. I know he's like he, a little Did taller. you watch the fight at the Super Bowl? Um, he beat that YouTuber or something, Gib. I uh, mean, it wasn't even a fight. And he signed Gib, right? Yeah, uh, that, it that, wasn't even a fight, dude. Gib had no chance. Yeah, I think that... Paul I, trains with, with legit fighters. Like he, yeah, he trains with Sugar Ray. Yeah, he's, a, he's in a legit camp. They go to Big Bear where Sugar Ray trains. Yeah. I mean, he's... Again, I'm not a huge fan of the guy, but the dude knows how to throw some hands. Now, granted, there was a lot of technique that was sloppy. But what do you expect? They're YouTubers, and here's the deal. Right, but even, that's what I'm saying, but Gib, I mean, I don't know who he trained with, but whoever trained him needs to retire because that dude couldn't throw a punch to save his life. He he trained with, um, oh, man, UK boxer guy. Yeah. yeah. Nate Emmerich runs the weight (laughs) class. I don't even know. Not worth it, but... Well, maybe he's, I shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Not that he's not <laughs> he worth the subject. He'd whoop me, but look, it yeah. ain't worth it in a subject. Right. The fact of the matter is this is... Well, we got to get you into boxing, YouTuber. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, I, if I'm if i cut out for that. Um, I'll call out one of the polls right now? Or <laughs> <laughs> um, The thing with, with them is, look, I give credit to anybody who steps in the ring. For, for sure. For starters. For sure. I will say this. Nate Robinson is not going to back down from a challenge. And if... If uh, Enesung Gibb or whatever his name was, was a little gun shy in that fight and wasn't throwing hands, I don't know. I don't recall the fight that particularly much. I can assure you that Nate Robinson will not. Oh, yeah. And you talk sure. about athletic Nate ability. Nate going to come. Yeah. Jake Paul looked like an athlete in the ring, not a boxer. The thing about Nate Robinson is he 
is an athlete. And you like, he's the type of guy you give him a tennis racket. He'll figure it out in an hour. Yeah. So I I wouldn't want to throw hands with him. He's, he's pretty built. His triceps are like the size of my chest. So it's definitely an exciting undercard. Yeah. It, it, look, it's, it's one of those things that's going to draw viewers and interest. And, and that's what they were going for. Yeah, they, so they wanted the Tyson is. fight to draw the, draw more viewers. And the way to do that, you get a guy like Nate Robinson at, and you get a YouTuber like Jake Paul, who has millions of followers. Yep. You, you just touched, you touched our parents' generation, yep. our generation with Nate Robinson and, and the younger generation. The generation below us with Jake Paul. You're talking about a group of following between 15 million or whatever it is for Jake Paul and his followers. I don't have his YouTube up. And then obviously Tyson is a transcendent player. I mean, he's up and there. And Roy with, Jones Jr. Our, yeah, yeah, our, yeah, my yeah. parents, my dad was a big boxing guy back in the day, especially during the Tyson time. And he saw Roy Jones yeah, so, Jr. And, and he was known. Roy Jones Jr. will be Jr. some of the there. Right. So. Exactly. This is, this one's going to, it's going to draw a lot of people. It's exciting. I'm cool with it. Um, before we get to the mailbag here, um, I just want to say this is a quick announcement. Uh, Khabib and Justin Gaethje has finally set a, a date for their fight. They will be fighting at UFC 254 on October 24th. So that's something to look forward to. The Eagles back. I can't wait. I'm, I'm excited for that one. I, I think Khabib is probably going to run away with it. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on Gaethje, though. I wouldn't I'm either. Not I'm, saying, not I'm not saying I, I fully the money's going to be fully on Khabib, but yeah, Gaethje's no sleeper. Gaethje's going to take paycheck, I'm going Khabib. And they're both wrestlers. Gaethje's a wrestler. Yeah, but Khabib is... Oh, I know. I know. He's probably... Honestly, he might be the best pound-for-pound fighter we've seen since GSP. Yeah. Like, in terms of complete fighter. Well, people also sleep on McGregor because he's a loud mouth and this and that. And I'm not just saying this. I'm a, I'm a big McGregor guy. Oh, he was I love one my of Irish. the greats of all time. I love my Irish guys. But you, people sleep on him. He jumped up two weight classes. No, I know. It's a double chop. <laughs> yeah, but not even that. He jumped up again. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I'm not taking it from him. I'm just saying, like, in terms of completeness, everybody always says when you get McGregor on the ground, that's that. Yeah. And that has proven to be true. Got it, submitted by Nate Diaz. Submitted no, by... He didn't get, no, they, both, both Diaz's fights went, went full, five, full five rounds. He got knocked out. Didn't he, he, I'm pretty sure he tapped to Diaz. It doesn't matter. Look, here's the deal. Diaz and got him on the have. ground, and that was the fight. But he tired him out, right? Yeah. And the second fight was just... I mean, both those fights, were, they were wars, man. Yeah, they were wars. They and were then the wars. Khabib fight, same thing. Yeah. Get him on the ground, and... But yeah, I mean, Khabib's a special wrestler. Give him his back, and that was that. I, I think everybody kind of knew that one was done. McGregor's yeah. got the hands. And like I said, if McGregor would have stayed in his one weight class... Oh, he would have just ran I think he'd have ran through it. Yeah. I don't think he'd have lost. Well, he did run through it for when he was there. That's what I'm saying. That's cool, man. Uh, so, uh, one mailbag question this week, um, IG, uh, handle BC Babcock underscore, uh, guy named Blake. Uh, he requested, we talk some hockey. Yeah. He's interested in hearing some hockey talk, um, which is actually good. Cause I think we were kind of scheduled to talk about this this week anyway. So I have some stuff down here in front of us. Uh, first thing, uh, when does the NHL season resume? Uh, the NHL will skip the remaining games of the original 2019, 20 schedule. And return to play a tournament that is set to begin August 1st. The Stanley Cup qualifiers will be include 16 teams playing eight best of five series and a round robin among the top four team in each conference to determine seedings for the Stanley Cup playoffs. Where will it take place? The Eastern Conference games will be played at Scotiabank Place in Toronto and the Western Conference matchups will be played at Rogers Place in Edmonton. Which teams are... Uh, participating in the season. There will only be 24 teams battling it out in Toronto and Edmonton. The only teams not to make the qualifier qualifiers are the Buffalo Sabres, the New Jersey Devils, the Anaheim Ducks, the Los Angeles Kings, 
the San Jose Sharks, the Ottawa Senators, and the Detroit Red Wings. The Eastern Conference Red Robin will begin on Monday, August 3rd. Uh, well, actually, it'll begin Sunday, August 2nd, but it's just an exhibition. The Flyers and the Bruins. Then the real games will start the 3rd. It'll be the Capitals and Lightning. On the 5th, Lightning and Bruins. On the 6th, the Capitals and Flyers. On the 8th, the Flyers and Lightning. And on the 9th, the Bruins and Capitals. The qualifying round for the Eastern Conference will be the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Montreal Canadiens. The Penguins are seated 5 currently. The Canadiens are seated 12th. Their games will be August 1st, August 3rd, August 5th. If they need more, it'll be August 7th and August 8th. Now, that's if it goes to the full five games. The six-seed Hurricanes will be taking on the 11-seed Rangers on August 1st, August 3rd, August 4th, and if need be, August 6th and August 8th. August 8th. The seventh-seed Islanders will take on the 10th-seed Panthers, Florida Panthers, on August 1st, August 4th, August 5th, and if need be, the 7th and the 9th. The 8th seed Maple Leafs will take on the 9th seed Columbus Blue Jackets on August 2nd, August 4th, August 6th, and if need be, August 7th and August 9th. And the Western Conference round robin, you're going to have on August 2nd, the St. Louis Blues versus the Colorado Avalanche. On the 3rd, the Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Golden Knights. On the 5th, the Avalanche versus the Stars. On the 6th, the Knights versus the Blues. On the 8th, the Knights versus the Avalanche. And on the 9th, the Stars versus the Blues. The Western Conference qualifiers are going to be the 5th seed Edmonton, Edmonton Oilers versus the number 12 Chicago Blackhawks. August 1st, August 3rd, August 5th, and if need be, the 7th and the 8th. The Predators, the 6th seed Nashville Predators, will take on the 11th seed uh, Arizona Coyotes, August 2nd, August 4th, August 5th, and if need be, the 7th and the 9th. The 7th seed uh, Vancouver Canucks will take on the 10th seed Minnesota Wild, August 2nd, August 4th, August 6th, and if need be, the 7th and the 9th. And the number 8 Calgary Flames will take on the number 9 Winnipeg Jets on August 1st, August 3rd, the 4th, and if need be, the 6th and the 8th. The current odds to win the Stanley Cup are the Bruins at plus 650, the Tampa Bay Lightning at plus 650, the Colorado Avalanche at plus 800, the Vegas Knights at plus 800, the Capitals at plus 900, the Flyers at plus 1,000, the St. Louis Blues at plus 1,100, the Dallas Stars at plus 1,500, the Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 1,600, the Edmonton Oilers at plus 2,300, and the Toronto Maple Leafs at plus 2,900. Hey, I can tell you, I'm so excited for this because there's nothing like playoff hockey. And this just has got playoff hockey just splattered all over it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tournament. Who's exciting? Look, I, if, can I tell you something? Mm. Flyers, if they play like they did before quarantine and break, they're going to come out and steal the show, man. There ain't nothing holding them back. They were you hot at so? the right time. So are the Bruins, though. The Bruins yeah. have been hot all year, man. The Bruins are a special team to watch out I, for. I, I'm, I'm, looking out, I'm looking out for the Flyers. Obviously, I want the Caps to win it all. But um, so, so here's my thing. Finals prediction. Um, look, uh, it's tough for me, I guess, to pick who's going to be in it. I would like to think that the Caps are probably going to win it all just because of the relevance of their team and just their stout. But hey, if I had to give you kind of a dark horse, OB. yeah, I'm telling you, Flyers, I'm putting them in there. 
I'm a Blackhawks fan, so I don't really see us standing much of a chance. I'm just happy we made <laughs> the tournament this year. Uh, you know, we, we, we went a little run three out of five years, won a, won a Stanley Cup, and with pretty much the same team. We lost a couple guys here and there. We haven't been able to make the playoffs in the last three years. Um, I, so, again, I'm excited to see them, but I don't really, you know, and no offense to any Blackhawks fans, you know, like myself watching, I don't give us much of a chance to make a full run at this thing. Uh, I hope we get into the qualifiers and into, into the next round. Uh, you know, uh, how we win our qualifier. That would be you know exciting for me. Um, I think my pick, and I'm not trying to be, you know, just home biased again. I am a Blackhawks fan. I like the Capitals. I like what the Capitals bring. Holtby, uh, OV, um, what's his name? What? The the other... I'm sitting here looking at my phone. Uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, regardless. <laughs> what, what, what was the question? <laughs> the other attack the uh, Caps have. Um, what, TJ Oshie? Yeah, Oshie. God, I, I apologize for anybody listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I should have known that. I'm texting. There's no intern, Garrett. Bear the pod dog still running a muck on the table. We don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on here. Um, yeah, but... So yeah, I, you know, I, I'd like to go with the uh, Capitals. You know, maybe maybe the Lightning are you know a good team every year, but they seem to choke playoff time. Uh, I'd probably go my my finals project for prediction would be the Capitals and the Bruins. I could be wrong, obviously, it's just my opinion. I I could see. Look, if I had to put a team in there, I, I would say the Bruins. But mm-hmm. I it's too hard for me to tell. I don't know what's going to turn up for for them. To, to to be frank, I agree. Uh, and that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, thank you, BC Babcock, uh, Blake, uh, appreciate it. Again, his IG handle is BC Babcock underscore, uh, go ahead and follow him, whatever. Yeah. And we appreciate the comments. Just keep, uh, or the, the, the mailbag, keep it up. Um, please keep asking questions. We love the, this, this segment of it. We'd love to get the fans involved. Again, you can, you can, uh, mailbag us drinks you want us to try. Um, yeah, get any, involved. Yeah, any, stuff. any sports, talk you want to talk about any questions you have anything we would love we love more mailbag we would love to have that as a little bit of a longer segment and cut some of this other stuff out and uh we you know we we you know love the fan involvement so just keep it up again we've almost reached 100 listeners yes. so we're, we're happy with that uh thank you guys keep growing thank it. you let's keep this thing rolling um I think we want to talk about a guest yes. now that we're going to have next week i'm pretty so, excited about this one our first guest on the yes. pod so so, uh, so let's take a minute here um, and talk about this podcast before we get into our guests. Growing our audience already, around 20 full-time listeners, 20 individuals tuning in to all three episodes. Hopefully that 20 remains strong through the fourth drop in today, obviously. Um, near 100 in total plays. We're, we're growing total plays like crazy. So thank you for your involvement. Please continue. Like, subscribe, post, heart, comment. Hit us in the mailbag. All that stuff is so, so important to us and will definitely keep us going. We love the interaction and the fan remarks and the fan content. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But to Tyler's point, a big segue. First guest coming in next week. Someone who's dear to my heart. He's a local legend as far as I'm concerned. Most of his fans probably don't know sure. that he is an absolute beast on the basketball court. I've been on the wrong side of his men's league tournaments, and I, he, yep. I think he has single-handedly dropped 60 points against my, my, my team. And, and, and the individual that we're talking about, his name is Tyler Smith. 
He's a local Twitch streamer with around 700 subscribers. You can hit Tyler Smith up on Twitch at TDogSmitty123. And again, that's T-D-A-W-G-S-M-I-T-T-Y-123 on Twitch to watch his content. He's a big gamer. He loves playing Call of Duty and Fortnite. And his, his chat's amazing. His involvement and interaction with the those who tune in is great. It's, 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 it's so incredible to watch him succeed. And the growth that he's been able to have. Um, if you want to find him on IG, that's again T Dog Smitty, T D A W G S M I T T Y on IG. And one of the coolest things that he's been able to accomplish is actually he was in our recent news, and you can find his uh, news article at Linktree slash T Dog Smitty, and that is L I N K T R dot E E slash T Dog Smitty. Um, one of the coolest things about him is you know he's been the opportunity to to play with relevant athletes like Matt Judon. He's secured sponsorships. So we're definitely going to get more into him and what he's about. But please leave a like, leave a comment. Um, if you guys got questions for e-gamers and growing channels and Twitch streams, he'd definitely be a, a guy to have. So shoot us some questions about him and his career path in the Manahan and Martin mailbag. And that'll do it. Again, guys, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. Like, comment, subscribe, hit us up. This has been the Sportsline Experience. Yes, sir.